0: Welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with...
1: Justin DeClue And Colin
0: Cunningham. And uh, it's now been two months uh, of <laughs> quarantine. Um, uh. How are you guys doing? Oh,
1: man, my beard is so long.
2: <laughs> oh, a, I'm very excited for my clippers to come in the mail so I can cut my hair.
0: Oh, Oh. did you order them?
2: Oh, I did. Yes, I did. And I'm going to right when they arrive. My hair's too
1: long and it's getting too hot outside. Yours kind of just grows out, though, doesn't it? Mine? It grows up
2: into the air because (laughs) it's curly. (laughs) So it's really annoying.
1: So you're going to look like a racer head at the end. Yeah, uh... pretty
2: much. I've grown (laughs) my hair for like eight months without getting it cut. It gets really big, but it's not fun during the summer. It's fun during winter where I have a big old hat on my head the entire time. And then you shed before winter.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it's the other way. Sorry, never mind.
2: So how about you, Colin? I mean, this isn't really changing your life very much considering Uh... you just went to work, right? You didn't really do much else.
0: (laughs) Before this? What does everybody else that's, do? That's not true.
1: Um, <laughs> wow. What a w- way to diminish my life.
0: I really miss going to the movies, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we didn't even go to a lot of like uh, movies at... at big box theaters just we would go to the independent ones mm-hmm. um and we eat in restaurants and we eat in restaurants yeah, like two to three lot. times mm-hmm. a week so but you know what it's fine like it's a small sacrifice i'm getting uh, i'm getting a little stir crazy yeah um but the puzzles are there for me so. <laughs> puzzles <laughs> wait that's gonna be the new- have you made um f- i don't know like hundreds. ten or ten or something. Thing yeah, that. that's going
1: to be the currency of the new world. It's going to be puzzles. I
0: ordered like five though, so I have I a lot am the on. Puzzle deck. master. Puzzle <laughs> master. It's going to be like Mad Max,
1: but we're all about puzzles.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyway. Uh, this week, we uh, delved into the world of Stephen <laughs> King movies, which I'm um, pretty sure we haven't done yet, um, not even I on a Patreon. I don't think so, no. Um, and there are, good Lord, there are a lot of bad Stephen King movies. He's a
1: prolific author. There are
0: just a lot in general, but and there are some good ones for sure. Um, but the funny thing is, is uh, I feel like all Stephen King movies, sorry, books, sorry, movies based on Stephen King books all kind of have the same like feeling, no matter who's directing it, unless it's Stanley Kubrick. Like they, you can, they all have this, like the, these, these reoccurring themes. I wonder if it's like the dialogue
1: and it well, is. obviously like the setting, all of them are set in.
0: Uh, There's in so many name. tropes, but um the movie that we did this week is Dreamcatcher from 2003. Uh,
1: 2003, directed by Lawrence Kasdan.
0: That's right. Uh, uh, written uh,
1: by
2: William Goldman, one of the most famous screenwriters out there.
1: That's crazy. So he and Lawrence Kasdan wrote it. And Lawrence Kasdan, I mean, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, Empire Strikes
0: Back.
2: A Grand uh, Canyon.
1: Two uh, of my favorite The no, Big no, Chill. Uh, movies.
0: I haven't seen The Big Chill since like I was like ten. My so. parents
1: used to watch that. That was like when that, that is came the out. It's like boomer every movie. Everybody's yeah. parents bought the fucking soundtrack and yeah, listen <laughs> to The Big Chill. Don't 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 Boomers, <laughs> the movie. But uh,
0: like you, when this came out, I think this was maybe before. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Stephen King movies started to get really bad. Oh, they've always been bad. Oh my god, like, no! This is this since is the beginning.
1: <laughs> since the dawn of time. Yeah,
0: uh, I feel like the good ones that were good though were in the like. 80s and 90s. I it's, uh, it's. I mean, if you want to give the
2: good ones, it's a very small pool of like the famously good ones. So you got yeah. your uh, Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption, you got your Stand by Me, you got your Misery, and both of those were directed by Rob Reiner
1: as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, The Shining, obviously. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Stephen King would disagree fa- he with
2: you.
1: Famously hated I know. that um, adaptation.
0: I think The Green Mile is a good movie. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not okay, but if you compare it I, to something uh, like Cell. well, uh, you know. <laughs>
1: Uh, the Dead so. Zone right up there is good.
0: What was that weird movie that we watched about the rats at the paper mill?
1: Night oh, Shift. Graveyard, graveyard Shift. Graveyard
2: yeah, Shift, yeah. It's that, in the Night Shift Connection.
0: Uh, that was collection. weird and gross. <laughs>
1: yeah everybody was so sweaty in that movie it was
0: yeah. disgusting
2: oh man <laughs> it, it, but you can name all the bad stephen king films very easily well you got it's just
1: endless we'd be here yeah.
2: all day the yeah, langoliers uh, Mr. mercedes uh sometimes they come back sometimes they come back again sometimes they come back too <laughs> I, don't, I don't
0: even know that
2: <laughs> uh i'm trying to think basically every stephen king short story or novel has been adapted into a movie, sometimes multiple times. You want the TV Toby Hooper version of *Salem's Lot*, or do you want the Rob Lowe TV version of *Salem's
0: Lot*? You get there, both choices.
1: Uh, there were two *Shinings*. Uh, yes, the, one the guy one. from.
0: One of the guy from Wings, I think? Um yep, what was it the is. one about the cat people? Not cat people. Oh, that um, one's
2: great. That's another McGarris one. Uh uh. What oh, Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Yeah. Sleepwalkers,
0: yeah. But they're all of these are really super corny. Um Secret and Window. That I didn't one's know. Bad. I didn't know
1: there were two versions of Maximum Overdrive.
2: Yeah, there's a TV movie called Trucks as well.
0: Yeah, I think I heard that, but I haven't seen it.
1: Uh, I think it was on Prime. I was like hey. going by, and I'm like, what Oh, the it's hell supposed is this? to be
2: terrible. Like oh, it's it Maximum sounds. Overdrive, and I am not a fan of that one. So. <laughs> no, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, hey,
0: Hey, uh, I just contradicted myself. I said we hadn't done a Stephen King movie before. We did Maximum Overdrive. Oh, I forgot we we
2: did that. We've been here. It's been 84
0: years. (laughs) But that being said, that's a Stephen King directed movie, which is kind of almost... Even more over the top than the Yeah, that he which
1: apparently he doesn't remember. He
0: directed <laughs> by
2: Stephen King or the Cocaine. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking of uh, directed well, by, mean, this one was brought to you by OxyContin. Apparently.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Stephen King. This followed. If you weren't uh, a teenager when Stephen King got hit by a car in the late '90s, early 2000s, I
0: think so. Yeah. Like, it
2: was in every like EW, every newspaper. It was like huge news.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I I didn't hear about it, but I just recently read his book on writing, which kind of which was written like before that happened. And then he put a section at the end about the the accident and it was like chilling just. Listening to him talk about it, which and, is
1: a fantastic book, by the way. It's his, oh, that's yeah. one of his best books. Do
2: you know that the guy who hit him mysteriously died years later? Yeah, that's right.
0: That's in the book, and they, they, there's like suspicion of like uh, foul play. Like he was like, <laughs> I think that like he was involved in like some shady things, so no one really knows. But mm. he was just like found like dead oh, in his, his house. Uh,
1: his empty van was found by Salem's Lot.
0: Yeah,
2: he was <laughs> um, involved in shady things, aka Stephen King's Wrath, after
0: being hit by a car. <laughs> You, you know what I just heard Ooh, on a podcast eaten by gargoyles. Uh, right before we started recording? <laughs> Stephen King is six foot four. Yes. What? He is a very tall man. Are you serious? And can, this guy didn't see him walking when he hit him with his truck. No, oh the story
2: goes that the guy, Stephen King, he likes to read all the time and he reads and walks. And uh, so he, oh. he walked on the shoulder of the road oh. and the guy was driving down the middle of the road and his dog... Like got into a cooler. Supposedly. Yeah, he was
0: like looking back. I think. Yeah. yeah, he was
1: like wrestling with his dog For or
0: something. something like that. Um, so he, <laughs> nobody was paying attention, I guess. And they, so they, Stephen uh... King
2: gets hit by the car, and one of the uh, methods that he got through it was writing Dreamcatcher high off oxycontin, <laughs> which, according to him, so drugged out of his bra- out of his gourd <laughs> that he had to write it longhand. Because he couldn't, couldn't like
1: type. operate a typewriter, yeah.
0: which yeah. I just learned meant with pencil and paper. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's how April George Lucas uh, wrote all the Star Wars films. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh.
2: Uh, don't you mean the Star Killer films? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Journal of the Quills.
2: Yeah, the Quills.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's very—that's how everything used to be written. But like, uh, so then, do <laughs> you, like, you have to? have had typewriters
1: for a very long time. Yeah.
2: How was it? Uh, Colin, when you couldn't use typewriters back <laughs> when you were a
1: teenager. Well, okay, so my dad used to work at IBM. He was a mechanical mm-hmm. engineer, so we would, uh, get the odd thing, and he brought, I remember in the 70s and 80s, he had one of the first IBM electri- electric typewriters, mm-hmm. and instead of, like, you know, pushing the button and the sort of, like, lever would come up with the letter on it, it had a sphere. And the sphere had the letters all the way around it. So as you push the, the button, and
2: the sphere would bring your nightmares to life. <laughs> a- so sphere it was written a, by Michael Crichton. It was a sphere with
0: all the letters on all it. All the
1: letters around the sphere, and as huh. you like, sort of touch the button, it would rotate very fast and then go and like, hit, you know, hit the paper. Um, it was the loudest, heaviest thing you could imagine. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm sure thing, it had portable in the name, though. This thing was made of <laughs> metal, like solid metal. It oh must have been God. about 50 pounds of just like metal. And uh, it was so loud. Like, you could not use this if people were sleeping in the house or if your neighbors were sleeping <laughs> down the
2: street. <laughs> well, typewriters are always loud. Because when you hit them, it's like, chunk chunk
1: Well, they have the uh, the newer models were kind of, like, a little lighter. This thing mm-hmm. would really ram that speed. Did you ever
2: have a word processor that was, like, a tiny screen, kind of like a calculator? No, that's I never black, had one of those. with green letters? No. Oh.
1: But those were a thing at the time. I, well, yeah. you could, like, I guess save your whatever you're writing like onto a floppy or something. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it'd probably take like five minutes.
1: Save it onto 16, five and a quarter.
0: Well, that was too complicated of a machine for Stephen King to work at the time. He had to just use his um, chicken scratch. Um, And this is a really weird movie. Oh, man. Uh, It's a really weird story. Uh, Has anyone read the book?
2: I have. I read it right when it came out. And I remember as a kid liking it, but I don't think I had read enough Stephen King novels to realize, it is just a stew of everything that he's done before. You oh, got yeah. the kids from it. You got psychic yeah. powers. You got kind of like the fire starter, Arlie mm-hmm. Ermy style villain or George C. Scott. In the form of
1: <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Well, it, it, Morgan Freeman is blown off the screen by his uh, eyebrows.
2: So, like, they wanted <laughs> Arlie Ermy, right? And they couldn't get him. They, they're like, oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get Morgan Freeman, but uh, give him those Arlie Ermy eyebrows.
0: <laughs> uh, he had almost like Ernest Borgnine eyebrows. That's right. <laughs> they like transplanted them off
1: of Borgnine.
0: But, Morgan, but yeah, you're Morgan,
1: right. can I? Oh wait, this is uh, Ernest. Can I borrow your eyebrows? Like,
0: there is uh, always these. Like tropes in all of these Stephen King movies, but this is like them all in one movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. mostly it. I found I was getting um, serious it vibes. Also, from this.
0: like, what's another Stephen King story that has like a like a parasitic monster? I'm sure there's like um, lots. Oh, Tommyknockers. Tommy knockers. Oh. Tommyknockers. Knockers.
1: Yeah. It's like aliens
2: come down and mm-hmm. they start to take over people.
0: Wasn't Jimmy Smits in the? <clears throat> yep,
1: Tommyknockers TV. He oh yeah, and Tracy Lords. I remember yep. all those uh, Stephen King TV. Mini, whatever they (laughs) like, and you have,
0: and you haven't seen the stand, the best one. Yeah,
1: remember he
2: loves the Langoliers.
1: Well, I remember when it (laughs) came out. uh, The Langoliers is classic. (laughs) It was the funny thing because the Langoliers came out the day before I started at my very first VFX job. And everyone in the office was just talking about how terrible the Langoliers
0: were because that's like the infamous bad. It CGI. is so
1: bad. Um, Look up YouTube clips of the Langoliers. Yeah. It's like these crazy, awful-looking Pac-Man CG things that are oh god. Yeah. But this
2: movie, like Dreamcatcher, even though we're talking about that, it's all kind of recycled elements. This was a massive production, and it has a cast of stars <laughs> like the Outsiders. It has Thomas Jane, Jason <laughs> Lee. Uh, Timothy
0: Oliphant. Yeah, um, that's right. I, I'm not sure if he was
1: like a star at the time, but. Probably know. not. No, this is before like Deadwood or anything like that. So. Was. um Timothy Oliphantastic?
0: Dame. I keep wanting to call him Damien Chazelle. That's definitely (laughs) not the director of La La Land. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, Damien Lewis. He was probably big in Britain, I assume, because he's a British actor. I want to
1: say this was right after Band of Brothers was like a big thing for him, which came out after. I'm not sure the timeline, but I think this was after Band of Brothers. Um, I loved Band of Brothers. It was so good. He was great in it. Mm. So I was kind of excited about seeing this movie, and uh, my friends and I would always. We'd always go out on a Friday night after work and, you know, have drinks and then we'd go out to see a really bad movie on Saturday when we're really hungover. (laughs) We'd go see like a matinee (laughs) and, you know, we saw the happening and stuff like that. But Dreamcatcher was one of them. And uh, for whatever reason, I just decided to sleep in. I'm like, ah, you guys go ahead. I felt like I'd missed out. Like They were uh, talking about this movie for years. And it was like all these in-jokes. Every time they'd see one another, they'd say, Jonesy! <laughs> and I, I had no idea what they were talking Jonesy. about.
2: Wait, were you banned from seeing the movie for years as well? Was it like an itchy and scratchy the movie type mm-hmm. situation? I just
1: never got around to it. And, you know, I'd sort of heard enough stories from them to know that it was really bad. But did well, you not I see it?
2: I saw it, it theatrically I because I think I faked being sick one day and I got my mom <laughs> to bring me to the theater to thea- see it. And famously... <laughs> About 30 minutes in, in the scene where Jason Lee is about to get killed on the toilet, she got up and went, I'm good. I'm going to be waiting outside.
0: Oh, no. But did you see it, Justin, because you wanted to see the Animatrix short?
2: Of course I did. A Flight of the Osiris. That was probably the main reason. But I also read the Dreamcatcher novel, so I wanted to see it as well. I mean, you have to understand for people... Like, the Animatrix shorts, I believe they came out between Matrix and Matrix Reloaded.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it was like the first Matrix content that we had gotten since then.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the Final Flight of the Osiris was actually leading right up to the start of Reloaded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but
0: did the other Matrix um animatrixes play in front of any movies or just this? No, one? just
1: that no, one. No, just that one.
0: Why this one and why Dreamcatcher?
1: Uh it was the biggest budget one. Uh, it had a lot of money behind it. Yeah, and it was uh square. They just come off of doing the uh mega hit uh Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. <laughs> <laughs> it had a huge budget and it you know it looked live action. Uh
0: but was it just like, oh like Universal or whatever owns the Matrix and they also own Dreamcatcher. So put it in front of this movie. Probably,
1: but I think the story directly tied into uh, Matrix Reloaded. I think
2: that they were worried that Dreamcatcher was not going to make enough money and that they needed to get a reason for people's butts (laughs) into seats.
0: Yeah, because I think that some people wanted to see do Dreamcatcher and were disappointed like what? What, the, what is this short film in front of my movie and then other people were like I don't really want to see Dreamcatcher but I really want to see the Animatrix sequel
1: Justin you were sitting in the theater when like you know the Osiris came out you're like boo I was here to see Dreamcatcher no
2: no no I was there to see Flight of the Osiris oh yeah because I'm like and I remember Flight of the Osiris ending and me going oh that wasn't very good and then Dreamcatcher <laughs> started which oh boy oh, even as excited. a kid
1: I was like what is this you were rubbing your hands like Together, you're
0: like yeah shit weasels um i remember when this came out and the trailer at least to like i think i'm pretty sure i was still in grade school when this came out maybe grade eight or whatever we were like that looks scary and it looks really good and if we're you're a fan of stephen king movies which i was at the time mm-hmm. i thought it looked amazing and i i never saw it and i think my cousin saw it and she was like it's about these monsters like that you shit Out, (laughs) And we were like, I was like, what? So long story short, I never saw it. And then me and Colin watched it like a few years ago together. And I was like, I don't even know. I didn't think it was that. It's bad, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, I guess. It's more just incomprehensible. It's
2: Yeah, it's one of those issues that when you adapt Stephen King, you need to do a lot of rewriting to make it work for the screen. And because he's such a big author, I don't know, man, are they scared of him? like is it is it because it's so literal at times and they actually change some stuff in this movie for the worse like the ending mm-hmm. uh but I just don't like all the The Stephen King sayings and expression that he makes up. Oh, God. When you have characters on screen say it, it
0: does not work. But people keep doing it. I could not agree more.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of concepts here. Uh, You know, later on, like, you know, Tom Jane is talking to somebody over a telephone, but he's using a gun as a telephone. You know, a lot of concepts. It was a
0: psychic phone call. (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) You're like, okay, this probably read better or... I was
0: thinking that the whole movie. I I don't know anything specific. The whole movie is like that. It's like, well...
2: I mean, right from the beginning, the movie has one big issue, which is that it's like almost in two parts where an hour in it's like, oh, yeah, look at this Morgan Freeman storyline. And you're like, what? why am I going away? Because the plot of this film is that four friends... Who uh, saved a young, mentally uh, handicapped boy when they were young? <laughs> they who then it. got psychic powers from him? They can read minds and also point out where things are. That doesn't really matter that much. No, it doesn't.
0: I thought. I mean, I, I could get like locked down into the minutia of this movie oh, and by like being pedantic and being like, "Well, well, doesn't make sense. That's a plot hole." I to yeah. try not to do that, but. Do they all have all of the powers?
2: Yes, they all have all of the powers.
0: But yeah. only
1: Oliphant seems to have the kind of
0: I'm assuming CG they tunneled. all have that, though. Uh, he, he's just yeah, the only one the who assumption, it. Yeah,
2: because it seems like when they get their powers, that mm-hmm. they're all going to have a different power. But right. then they're just communicating psychically, so they just have everything. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because at first it was like, oh, Thomas Jane, the therapist, he's the only one that can read other people's thoughts. But no, in the next scene, Damien Lewis, is he, he hears somebody talk right. beside him. So, so
1: basically it's like all the characters are introduced one after one. This is the start of the movie, by the way. And then yeah. Tom Jane. And they are so terribly sloppy about hiding the fact that they're saying,
0: They're just the telling people left, right, and center that they have powers, basically. It,
1: it's like every scene, so it oh, <laughs>
0: Like,
2: you would have thought that by this point they would have found, like, a coping mechanism to explain how they do it. But they are like, there is no other way to read this than, oh, these guys are psychic, I guess.
1: Every scene ends with someone that they're talking to kind of turning around going, wait, I never told you my name was, or I never told you I grew up in this town, or I never told you blah, blah, blah
0: yeah and i mean they're all unhappy too it's like um how do these people with psychic powers not why aren't they billionaires they're 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 tortured i guess for whatever reason and uh like they can't seem to make their lives Or thomas jane is uh, literally suicidal um and we don't (laughs) really learn why it's just i mean i don't know if that's in the book um, and then, like uh, t- Jason Lee can't get laid, and and he's upset about that. His name is
1: Beaver, by the way. Beaver. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's because it's a very important plot uh, point and character trait. Uh. He loves toothpicks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's why they call him Beaver oh because he's chewing toothpicks i didn't get that but also Timmy, i thought it was a crass, <laughs> Timmy. Like, it's the same it's the reason he dies in the movie I yeah know. <laughs> I for a okay for some reason i thought that it uh, maybe i had some memory of the last time i watched it that it was said that he was like a smoker or he was an addict and so that's why he uses toothpicks like because mm, no. that's like he's replaced his addiction with this because he even has a little like case for them and everything
1: yeah he just loves them that's
0: not it okay
1: well let's get back to the plot i mean justin <laughs> you were summarizing this the story for us
2: yeah so after we meet all of these guys they all have like a psychic connection that they want to go meet the young um boy that they saved when they were young as well Duddits. Uh, Duddits. so they decide to go back to well, this is a w- confusing part. They just go hang out at a cabin that they mentioned Duddits has never been there, but it feels like he was. But we never see this cabin in the context of their youth, do we? No. no
0: I thought it was just something like their yearly cabin trip. Yeah. yeah they it do it just mention sort of that.
1: like something that they do all the time. And mm-hmm. I guess they have like a dream, a dream catcher in the cabin that sort of that represents rem- that
0: reminds them of duditz because they made dream and Duddits put them all together it's all very metaphorical and really the dream has nothing to do with anything
1: no although it, it is in the opening credits and it, <laughs> yeah. the movie opens with uh tom jane drawing one in his notebook when he's talking to a, one of his patients
2: so they get to this cabin and very quickly they meet a guy who <laughs> cannot stop farting <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: and hilarity ensues. Well, he has bad yeah.
0: indigestion, and then he can't stop farting, and then uh, <laughs> he, he becomes bedridden, and then he becomes toilet-ridden. <laughs> Toilet-ridden—it's yeah, happened to us all. To he died on the toilet.
2: <laughs> so this is my favorite part of the movie, which uh, it, a scene where <laughs> this guy that they find in the woods. He starts pooping, and he poops out a monster in the toilet, and Jason Lee and Damian Lewis find him, and Jason Lee jumps on the toilet, and he's keeping the monster there, and he tells uh, Damian Lee, go to the shed, i get tape, and we'll get tape the toilet up.
1: Get duct tape.
2: Yeah, and uh, Jason Lee, in the process, spills his toothpicks all over the floor. In slow motion. The bloody in slow floor. motion And, like, he can't sit on the toilet without a toothpick in his mouth and in the process i think the third or fourth time he Mm -hmm. tries to reach for one uh the monster pops out and just brutally murders him in a lengthy sequence where he loses his fingers
0: (laughs) uh yep it like stabs it's it This creature, it's like a big worm With like Mm -hmm. a vertical mouth A big
1: toothy mouth But it's like
0: tail was sharp I think it like stabbed it with its tail maybe
1: Yeah, but you, you forgot to mention That this bathroom That's bad enough This bathroom has been sprayed with shit and blood
2: i have a where did that blood and shit come from the guy is sitting on the toilet
1: <laughs> he's on the toilet he and knows. then he yeah so this uh i guess it comes out of your ass What? As this bathroom is dis- it looks like a murder scene and his toothpick just so happens to land on the one tile square that is conveniently clean
2: surrounded by shit. I mean, if he needs it that bad, he should just put the shit and blood-covered toothpick in his mouth. Oh, I was waiting
0: for that. like, God almighty. But that's why I thought it was related to something like an addiction, because he was like... Because who would would need a toothpick that bad?
1: Well, because he says earlier uh, he's eating peanut butter with his fingers out of the jar. He's like, oh, it calms me down.
0: Exactly. So maybe I'm just inferring this stuff into his character. You're trying to
1: find logic and... (laughs) You know, reasons for things to <laughs> it's happen. It's Stephen
2: King's OxyContin riddled mind as he's writing the Oh, I,
1: I didn't write that. It was OxyContin wrote that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Stephen King's in the room with us. Oh, my God. I don't so, remember writing Cujo either. I think that was written by, by booze and cocaine.
2: So I feel like at this point, the film is on a pretty steady path. Like, it's weird But then suddenly, (laughs) Damien Lewis comes and finds uh, Jason Lee dead, killed by the shit weasel. (laughs) Right. And then uh, behind him, (laughs) a giant CGI gray alien.
0: Yeah, Uh, and we didn't make up shit weasel. That's in the the movie.
1: Yeah, that's what they call it. I think Um, Morgan Freeman calls him that.
0: Yeah, so now the movie gets even weirder because... It introduces this concept of these aliens are actually shapeshifters, and one, it turns itself into this red mist and possesses Damian Lewis, and then uh, earlier in the movie, there's a representation of something that Damian Lewis just thinks of, which is his... Mind palace, is that it? Mind palace, his That's memory
1: warehouse, memory called.
0: warehouse. And so basically, it's just this old timey library with, with it's labeled like with his memories because he's like, I've just got so much in my head, I have to get rid of some stuff to put new stuff in. Which is again, just like a uh co- an abstract concept that he th- thinks about, yeah, uh, like this place. You've kind of
1: seen this concept like in Sherlock, uh, I think the Benedict Cumberbatch one has like his mind palace that he kind of goes to, which they into.
2: stole from Dreamcatcher. <laughs> Where <laughs> you go.
1: I haven't seen um, that. Well, okay, that's going to be my favorite thing because I can't think of anything else in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's just the concept of the memory warehouse, I think, is like a, a... It's an interesting idea, and I think it's one of the only kind of successful... Yeah, but they don't
0: really do much with it. Not Well, really. what happens at this point is... Jonesy, <laughs> that's okay, yeah. Daniel's Lewis. Him.
1: Oh, you will hear that name yeah. so
0: many so times. So he, he talks now with a different voice, which is the voice of the alien, and we see Jonesy in the mine palace, and he's looking through a window at the events that are happening in the movie. Okay,
2: but when you say "voice of the alien," it makes it sound like I talk like this. Oh, no, 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 no. He talks
1: like "Hello,
0: hello, hello he's Jonesy."
1: He's he's like an old timey chimney sweep
2: <laughs> and Timothy Oliphant who has never seen any British person, at one point is attacked by this possessed Jonesy,
0: and he goes, you sound like a James Bonds. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was an odd reference, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But the thing is, they all know it's not him because they're psychic and they can hear his thoughts.
1: Yeah, That's so he's right. sort of trapped. I guess it's like the alien's taken over his body. He's sort of helpless. Because
0: but... the alien needs to find duditz. We don't know why. The alien just knows that there's something important about duditz.
1: Um, the alien finds out it doesn't know that Damien Lewis has these psychic abilities and he's like
0: who gave you those abilities then but then why did he possess him
1: uh, he, it, they
2: just he didn't happened to bump into each yeah, other yeah he just that's, came that's across why. him
0: um,
1: it was all just random
0: <laughs> no it, I, uh, April's mind is like ah, I need to make sense of this
1: I need to watch this movie again to make sense well, of it well because
0: then why not just kill him
1: because it needed, basically, it was trying to get to the water reservoir. Uh, to so it
0: needed to put to look like a human.
1: Yeah. So basically, okay. this this whole movie is basically these. It's an alien invasion, basically, and this alien is trying to get to a water reservoir to dump in this sort of larva worms that will eventually take over the world
0: we don't find that out until the very very end oh, though. so i guess so so meanwhile he's running around he's possessing damien lewis and i guess i thought it was because he realized that because he's trying to but he's trying to get to, he's trying to get his friends to talk about Duddits, so it, yeah, because it knows he's like something is up. With
1: yeah, he's like, "How did you? Holy shit, you're psychic! Like, how did who gave you these abilities?" And yeah. then Damian Lewis is sort of telling him the story of, and I think we even have like a flashback, don't we, in the middle of the sequence, sort of going so, back. Yeah,
2: we do get an extra flashback of them getting their powers. Yeah, and, right. And they At about this point we're introduced to Morgan Freeman and Tom Sizemore oh and a God. whole other movie starts that I remember seeing this in theaters and going what is going on? Because they're suddenly <laughs> yeah. like you're not in the only one. Um, helicopters and they're blowing up like hundreds of
1: aliens. This is a completely different movie.
0: Yeah, and yeah, the, no, I, I agree. And we don't, we didn't need it at all. No, um, it, it's like this whole movie. You know, when you
1: kind of come into a movie and you, you're convinced that you've missed something, mm-hmm. like another movie. That explains yeah. what's happening, like, and you're just so confused. Like I know that
0: we usually recap the whole movie, but like there's so much, there's no way we could possibly even talk about everything because there's just so much crammed into this movie. Yeah, it's just. And, like- uh, but yeah, it is like three movies because it's like the it's like the the the, the kid stuff, mm-hmm. all the stuff that happens when they're a kid, and then like four psychic bros movie. <laughs> And then the, how about four psychic bros encounter aliens? And then this, like, you know, Independence Day. Yeah, Independence
1: Day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is also like, um, there's quarantine in the movie. Ooh. uh, Yeah, it feels like it's a film that should only take place at this cabin. Yeah. And the fact
2: that it goes, like, it has to be so big is crazy <laughs> there's it's, a really funny um introduction to the screenplay that stephen king wrote where stephen king's like this is gonna do for toilets what psycho did for showers
0: <laughs> sure
1: where uh, I've, I've, I've i haven't used the toilet to this day
0: <laughs> just, and now every time i have diarrhea i just, I just go like, in the is shower there an alien in me
2: <laughs> Yeah, every time you fart colin's gonna be like shit weasels <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, But uh, one weird thing I wanted to mention was uh, they talked about how the aliens are um, shapeshifters, um, but... They, they only turn them, I think this is why they're called Mr. Gray. There's the term like the classic gray alien, mm-hmm. which is the big black eyes and then they look gray. So these aliens make themselves look like those aliens mm-hmm. as a way to get on our good side. Even they look scary, which is weird. They really look like big, giant, ugly slugs.
1: They just look like bigger wor- versions of the shit weasels, but yeah. then they mentally project a version of these sort of... F- friendly gray aliens, which don't look very friendly in this movie, Not by Not when way. you see it And they, they,
2: they project themselves going, please, we come in peace, that's like in the Simpsons so... episode. Like, oh, hello, God. we're here. Okay. And then that's... they just, like, bomb them.
0: Yeah, that's an example of a scene that I'm sure read better, because you can just put, like, oh, um, the pilots could hear um, sounds of people crying for their lives, um, but they just kept going because they knew that was a trick. But when you hear it, it's like they've looped. Like walla or something from like extras saying like please don't hurt us we'll die like of like uh, children. you use
2: a very technical term there April walla <laughs> what does it mean walla, to any audience walla members who like, may not
0: know what it is it's a it's background talking so like okay in the in the background <laughs> of a scene <laughs> just uh, you'll have people go over the stuff like that but yeah it kind of sounded like that um, and then it shows them like reaching up to them and then at the last second they'll change into a slug and run away but they bombed them all
1: okay so basically we're introduced to morgan freeman and tom sizemore
0: yeah tom is in, in this,
1: in this whole other movie so uh morgan freeman is uh the head of this sort of blue it's called blue unit i'm pretty sure or the blue boys it's like his own little special unit of alien hunters and killers. And he's been doing
0: it for twenty-five years. I've been doing
1: this for twenty-five years. His <laughs> his eyebrows are out of control, and he's got this big like flat top. This is this is like a, the most badass I've seen Morgan Freeman in. a And long he's time.
2: introduced shooting a soldier's fingers
0: off. He's yeah, like, Don't mad <laughs> at me again. Yeah, he's actually like genuinely intimidating and. Because we're still used to seeing him being so kind and kindly, gentle. Morgan Freeman. Uh, well, I
2: don't know if his family uh, would say that. Oh, uh, maybe considering yeah. that he married—was it uh, his
1: niece? Oh God, wasn't he like dating? Okay. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell tales out of school. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly.
0: But uh, he, uh, I mean, he kind of is introduced as like this on the level person and then it slowly is revealed that he's just he's he's nuts and he will kill anybody and everybody to contain this alien.
1: His name is Colonel Curtis.
0: Yes, not Kurtz.
1: But apparently in the novel, it was Kurtz.
2: Yeah, it was Kurtz in the novel. And then they
1: changed it to Curtis because they thought in the movie people would just be confused. Thinking of, don't
2: they uh, play Flight of the Valkyrie when the uh, uh, bo- the alien bombing happened? No, like, I don't da, think da, da, so. Da, da, I don't da, think da, 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 so,
0: but...
1: Uh, no, I was imagining that in my mind, though, as I was watching that sequence. <laughs>
0: okay. uh, speaking of the score, James Newton Howard did the score. Yeah. Um, and he's a really good composer.
1: He is. He worked with uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Um,
0: Yeah. He's not my favorite composer. Peter Jackson was King Kong.
1: That's the thing. It's like this movie has so much, uh, I don't know, it's like talent Talent. behind the camera and in front of the camera. And, you know, they always say like good movies are are miraculous because there's, there's thousands of things that have to go right in order for a movie to kind of work. And I feel like this is one of those movies that almost nothing goes right. Every ch- every choice that they made, every decision that was made was the wrong one. It just yes. didn't come together. Across the and board. N- nothing comes together and you're just left befuddled by this movie. And if they... I,
2: I, the source material so bad, though. Yeah. Like, they don't have much to work with, but and they don't just stick to it too closely. They also change stuff in the wrong way.
0: <laughs> okay, like, I, I need examples.
2: <laughs> so, uh, at the end, it's the big reveal that he's an alien as well, mm-hmm. is not in the book.
0: It oh, isn't. So, what was he in the book?
2: I don't remember. <laughs> uh, reading some people say it, it's... It, they said the ending was too close to it, which made me think, wait, did they all have sex together?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, they can't half of them were dead it's
1: like a big no. uh, spider monster
0: well speaking well, we of that get i mean
2: into um Dudits, who the the friend that they had saved is now an out man played by
1: donnie Wahlberg. you keep hearing about Duddits over and over we do see him uh in one of the earlier flashbacks where yeah. he's being bullied and uh, the bullies are trying to stuff shit into his mouth
0: Shit again! What is that a theme of this movie? Yeah,
2: is it shit or is it a Wahlburger?
0: It did look like a big round, like brown thing. So, um.
1: Mark Wahlberg's watching this, going, "Yeah, I got an idea for a for a business, bro." Did we
0: mention that? mr Wahlberg plays him as an adult uh, not yet Yes, donnie Wahlberg. this is donnie the, this is yeah. the big reveal. <laughs> Wait,
2: don't call him mr Wahlberg. are you trying to sell the movie you're like yeah, she's or trying to suck Wahlberg. up to him
0: i said that because i couldn't remember the, his name so I didn't donnie
1: know. mr new kids on the block
2: yep uh uh jim uh, the jim belushi of the walberg family <laughs> 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 aka yeah. the more talented one <laughs> You're probably right. Oh, man. There'd be an amazing movie that is like Matt Dillon, Donnie Wahlberg,
1: Jim Belushi. Are you kidding? The straight-to-video like VHS movies from the, the early 90s, I want to say, just they totally did that. I remember going- You think so?
2: Like Long Riders 2, no, where it's all those brothers? It'd be like
1: Swayze, Stallone. Oh, yeah. They M- always did McQueen. that. And it's like Chad McQueen. <laughs> Chad McQueen. You know, Frank Patrick Stallone. Swayze's bro.
0: Well, it's like that workout video of, like, everyone's parents. So it's like Al Pacino's <laughs> wait, dad. And... Wait, wait,
2: wait. What is this workout video of everyone's parents?
0: <laughs> it's something we saw on, on the internet, I think. Um, I forget okay. what it's called. It's but... what
1: April works out to every morning. She goes I, downstairs. They have Al
0: Pacino's dad on there. <laughs> and, then,
1: and then Jackie Stallone.
0: Yeah, Jackie Stallone. Stallone's mom. And there's a couple other Martin ones.
2: Scorsese's
0: uncle. And... <laughs> yeah, and it's like a workout video where they're, like, lifting tennis Rackets and stuff. Oh
1: God! It's like how to stay alive when you're old.
2: Uh, how do you stay alive
1: when you're old, Colin? Oh, You just keep going. Just keep going. I
2: can't help myself. April's just sets them up for me. <laughs>
0: um, but like, well, speaking of
1: it, I mean, the flashbacks uh, all take place in Derry, Maine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these kids grew up in Maine, and you know, you're definitely getting in the first uh, flashback with the kids where Dennis is being bullied. This sort of exemplifies how awkward and weird the writing is because uh, this whole scene is just so awkward and you're just like nobody speaks like this like the dialogue is weird let alone the acting like 10 year
0: old kids
1: yeah it's just so weird it's
0: also very much like stand by me you know mm, like the it, four boys
1: well at least those uh you know stand by me like the characters came off as real and you know they I had, actually
0: never saw it but I did but read it's the book terrific
1: movie yeah I mean short, like, short story Uh, Yeah, I mean, those characterizations came off as like real. They felt like real characters. This is just so weird, and you can Mm -hmm. feel the writing and the dialogue. It's just so odd.
0: Yeah, it's weird when it's like you can feel like the author's preoccupations, (laughs) fixations. Have you noticed how there's always like... A person in his movies who's like Really really fat and they're like Displayed as like they can't Stop eating and it's like shown as Like disgusting like that's a theme in a Lot of his movies too yeah
2: Yeah, you know another theme is writers always (laughs) writers in Stephen King (laughs) books novels and stories yeah although is
0: there a writer in this one
2: I don't think there is I think that maybe in the book like Damien Lewis may have
0: been he's the closest Uh, he's like
1: a professor in the movie well he does get hit by a car in one of the opening scenes so it was like I think Stephen King was directly kind of uh, It
2: must have been and isn't there a scene where there's like a dog in the back of a
1: truck yeah yeah, so Damien Lewis ends up stopping a truck driver. He's hitchhiking. You're
0: right. That is like straight out of real life.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he kills the truck driver and the truck driver has a German shepherd that he impregnates with these kind of worms. alien eggs. So the whole like last third of this movie is Damian Lewis on, I think he's in a car just driving uh, to this water reservoir where he's, you know, this dog is going to give birth to these like baby worms that are going to go into the water supply or something like that.
0: And he's like talking to it. He's like carrying it around. Um, Hello, little doggy. Yeah,
2: um, but <laughs> like that is not an exaggeration. That is what Damian Lewis sounds like in this movie. He says
1: he was uh, impersonating Malcolm McDowell. Huh. But I guess it, it I, does Malcolm not.
0: McDowell on steroids. No. Um, it
1: sounds like me doing the character in that animated movie I was in.
0: Oh, no. The thing is, it's like, <laughs> is this supposed to be scary? Because that accent is, is it's a comedy accent. It, it's so
1: funny. Um, yeah.
0: And the weird thing is, like, Damian Lewis, before he's possessed by the alien, mm. is also acting incredibly strange and off. And, uh, is, as yeah. I said earlier, when I, <laughs> this
2: English accent is very hard. <laughs> this North American one. He's English.
0: He's he's, he's, he's from he's, England. He's Brit. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he's, I, it's almost, yeah, maybe it is like he couldn't do an American accent, but like he's smiling constantly, even when there's a shit weasel, like going for him. Yeah. He like, has a
1: very creepy kind of smile. He has a
0: weird, he's just he's being weird and then he gets possessed by an alien and then he acts normal, except he has a weird accent.
2: Uh, so April, what was your favorite part of this?
0: Um, well, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, Thomas Jane is a beautiful man, but, uh, <laughs> no, Thomas Jane is a
2: beautiful man, man. I feel so bad for Thomas Jane. Like, he was given so many opportunities and things that should have been home runs yeah. that just did not work out for him.
0: He had
1: everything going for him. Well, I mean, he's sort of... Re- what about Hung? Did I never Lucy? saw Hung.
0: Was I saw the first show? episode of Hung. I don't really remember much about it.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good in it. I mean, he's supposed to be a nice man that may have a few problems with alcohol.
0: He also um, doesn't wear shoes when he should. Barefoot. Um, That's right. But uh,
2: And he just wants his kids back. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, homeless dad. <laughs> but uh, he... Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, like he kind of doesn't. He's kind of not in this movie a ton. Um, he kind of no. disappears for a good a, chunk. Yeah, in the middle, it's such it a big like. cast, but I do feel like his is probably the strongest performance. Although Morgan Freeman was good. Like he, yeah, just like everyone in this movie, he's given given really cheesy lines. But he's but sad but of
1: the dialogue.
0: I know. He
1: but, can, <laughs> everyone in his uh, his blue boy crew or whatever it's called, he keeps yeah. calling them bucko. and buckaroo bucko. Hey if you think that
0: bucko, you got another thing coming. But uh, like, he's good too. And I'll, I'm gonna say, I can't believe I'm gonna say three things here. But um, I didn't think the special effects were that bad. Like they are dated for the time, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. they clearly had a big budget. Um,
1: yeah, it was ILM. Yeah, <laughs> who did the the CGI Aliens? And it was actually uh, Stefan Fangmeier. He was the uh, VFX suit and he's a VFX stupid island like from way back in the day he worked on like Terminator 2 we actually worked uh, with him when yeah was you it?
0: were saying you worked with one of the, the people um, was that the person who was did him, like, Stefan. Cre- creature design or? no no oh.
1: Uh, oh Crash McCreary
0: oh yeah someone was named Crash in the credits I he was noticed. a creature
1: designer he works for I think Stan Winston Studios
0: and like it is very derivative obviously but you know the like slug the shit weasels they have like a like <laughs> like you know a row of teeth or whatever and it's like vertical mouths it it looked good it wasn't wasn't terrible Uh, i mean
2: it just made me go i wish i was watching deep rising
0: (laughs) yeah it it reminded me a lot of other movies but um again like for what we could have gotten i do wish there was maybe a little more practical effects in this but there were practical effects
1: uh yeah from Um, what i could tell i mean the dog was animatronic when he was carrying it around
0: uh,
2: not a real dog don't worry April yeah okay. he
1: was he was carrying around this animatronic dog but they would just like uh you You'd know like
0: move its m- mouth its, I think its
1: ears would would kind of like move slowly that from better time to time. have been
0: animatronic it was
1: animatronic and they would just put like sound effects like
0: Oh, yeah.
2: So at the end, there's a big um, confrontation between Donnie Wahlberg playing Duddits. Okay, we haven't who,
1: even got to them showing up at Duddits' house. I know, Duttitz's but house. we can't, Colin.
2: We can't. It's true, there's too much. But <laughs> it's, yeah, just all over again. The place. All this talk of Duddits. It's Duttitz also it's very and... politically incorrect because all we want to do is imitate Donnie Okay, Wahlberg's Donnie Wahlberg. Terrible performance. Is introduced
1: <laughs> present day Duddits. And I laughed out loud.
0: He has a speech impediment, but um, did they say that he has cancer? Yeah. Okay, because yes, he's dying. Yeah, he looks like he has cancer. Like he's he's bald. Like he's they gave him like intense like sunken eyes. So it looks like his eyes are just like two big bruises. Yeah, and his, like, he's got runny
1: nose and yeah. he's all. Sunny and he has to like uh, his mom says, oh, you know, keep him wrapped up in his parka. His, his boots that he's wearing. <laughs>
0: did you see the boots, Justin? No, I did not. They, imagine ski boots and then times that by two. That's how big they were. <laughs> they
1: looked like a prop from. Like, honey, I shrunk the kids, or something. <laughs> like, <they're too> <laughs> they were gigantic. They're so big. They look like they were taken off of like a NASA spacesuit or something. Yeah.
2: And so Duddits is just covered in snot the entire time. Oh, Donnie God. Wahlberg is bald, and they keep making him say stuff like "I Duddits." Like you're not supposed to. Like, is this supposed to be emotional? Because it just seems like goofy That's and
0: wrong. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> he has an intense yeah. speech impediment as well. Um, it looked like maybe they put prosthetics in Donnie Wahlberg's mouth. I or think something. he was kind
1: of just twisting his, he's doing,
0: it, it's a bad, I um, am Samming it. It's yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's sort of a, a borderline offensive, uh, caricature of someone with mental disability. Is that mm-hmm. your favorite
0: character, Justin? <laughs> in the Stephen King universe? That Why do I have to pick a favorite character? No, well, that's your, Did you say what your favorite thing was? I
2: did hours ago. Yeah, we I beat did. this.
0: Oh, what well, what did you say?
2: jason lee oh his too thick. J- jason we've Lee's been too here thick. for 84 years explaining
0: dream catcher <laughs> oh, i forget
1: <laughs> sorry april i forgot that sometimes are you taking medication again <laughs> not right now we've got quarantine brain right now it's like i can't even yeah. remember i don't even know what day actually it is. my
0: brain is fried because i played too much animal crossing and now, and now I, oh. I need to take a break
1: so,
2: when you play Animal Crossing, you find it just a relaxing thing? Because when I see or hear people talk about it, it's, it sounds like work, like chores. Honestly. Like, I could go clean the bathroom. Yeah,
0: it was a, it was relaxing at first, and now it's becoming like an obsessive chore and i aren't you in
2: debt as well yes in animal
0: crossing the entire game why would i play a game where i'm in debt you're always in i'm already in debt in life you're basically always in debt and then if you want to make your house bigger you have to pay down that debt but i'm starting to oh realize God. that like because i don't play online i don't have any friends who played i can't visit other people's islands like I'm like right now I'm running out of incentives to make my island good because no one will ever see it and there's no like winning the game you know
2: I feel like that was something that like I missed out on that a whole generation stuff like Minecraft Mm -hmm. and Animal Crossing where you're just kind of sculpting something in game like the crafting games I don't
0: understand why. Like, yeah, I never got into that. Yeah, I mean, it is relaxing because there's cute animal characters and like you can get them to move to your island. And then if you want them to like become your friend, you can you, you give them gifts and you can like try and pick gifts that you think they will like and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's basically just a microcosm of the real world.
2: Because <laughs> like I aesthetically understand why people love it so much. But personally, it makes no sense to me because I, it's like a chore simulator. <laughs>
0: I kind of get it. Well, well, the one thing is it's like um, you can garden in the game. And uh, boy, I really wish I could garden in real life right now, but I can't. So it's like.
2: Yeah, but that's so weird. It's like you're working for somebody else to garden. Because like one of the great things about gardening is you get to see the thing that you made and you can smell it and it's tactile you can eat it and that there's joy there Mm. and there's none of that I can't
0: smell it but I can see it and you can grow different hybrids of flowers but the only point to doing that is that I could see different colors of flowers um, in my game (laughs) I gotta said I gotta take a break because I've been playing it way too much Um, Mm. but yeah
2: so back to Dreamcatcher
0: Uh, (laughs) we return you now to your main program (laughs) we
1: haven't even talked about uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant's death which is hilarious Mm, <laughs> it's very funny.
2: It feels like he got sick And they had to get rid of him somehow Yeah, <laughs>
0: halfway through the movie he, Doesn't he kind of exit around the same time as Jason Lee? Uh, no, he exits like 20 minutes later okay. Yeah, so
1: Tom Jane Tom Jane and Timothy Oliphant get in a car accident Because some lady is like Sitting in the middle sitting of the road.
2: the road Farting up a storm <laughs> and then
1: Tom, Tom Jane goes back to the cabin As he goes off on a trek And he says to Timothy Oliphant Like, stay here with her And it's unbeknownst to Timothy Oliphant that this woman is already dead. The shit weasel has sort of exited her and he's talking to this corpse, but he's too drunk to know. And, but like the second that they meet her, they're like, oh my God, ma'am, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She lets one rip, and it's so funny. It's like, there's more farting in this. Farts
2: are never not funny, guys. I I know. Even when people are dying.
1: There's more farting in this movie than spookies, probably.
0: Yeah, like there's... (laughs) That is not true. There's way more farting in spookies. You can't make farts scary. I'm sorry.
2: No, you can't. But... uh, Especially in Fart the Movie. (laughs) So
1: so he's hammered, and you kind of keep seeing this, like, you know, shit weasel underneath the snow kind of moving, and it kind of, like... Pops up mid sentence, and then he goes, "Lord, I will never drink again." And it instantly grabs his dick. <laughs> it fights his dick. I don't dick. think
2: it grabs his dick. Didn't it grab his chest because he jumps on the fire? I think so.
1: Like he jumps and puts his crotch on the fire <laughs> to burn this burns to burn this alien off of his dick it's so funny
2: yeah and then and then he meets up with damien lewis and they jump on a on a, a ski a, I can't a
0: snowmobile yeah. it ski
2: do it's a ski do ski do that's what yeah that's what i was looking for
0: snowmobile yeah
1: snow machine is my friends from northern ontario say
2: and uh you think that like timothy Oliphant will have more to play in this movie nah nope. they're just riding on that ski mobile snowmobile doesn't he die and yeah he gets yeah he he does die yeah and he says like um bite my ball sack (laughs) and then Damien Lewis is like okay (laughs) and then he turns into like a giant monster while they're riding on the snowmobile I will
1: bite your bag and everything else
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's right I'm big McDowell (laughs) So do you think Lawrence Kasdan is like watching this and he's like, "Got it. This is great. Let's move on." Did you
0: notice the variety in camera work in this movie? Sometimes it's handheld. Um, You know, we've got some uh, like uh, zoom-ins whenever Thomas Jane realizes something important. (sighs)
2: I think you're being very generous hey, I'm right. not saying it's good
0: I'm just, just saying You know There was a There was a lot of different uh, Remember that 360 shot Boy it was just like death proof
1: Oh is that in Morgan but, Freeman's
0: office No when they're eating dinner
1: Oh you're talking It's like the Reservoir Dogs Table shot
0: Yeah I, I said death proof oh, yeah. But obviously Reservoir oh, Dogs okay, can't
1: Or you know
2: Like It too When they're in the Chinese restaurant
0: Yeah <laughs> Exactly
2: too. like that yeah.
1: Except It too didn't have Like a dream catcher Hanging over the table <laughs>
2: i wish the movie ended with them having to build some kind of dream catcher to save
1: the day yeah it would be cool Uh, and uh, like eels are about to fall into the water and then duditz throws out like a dream catcher and it kind of catches them in the net thing (laughs) and he's like the
2: monster's like the alien's like my only weakness dream
0: catchers um, so, yeah, go ahead. Talk about, do you want to talk about the very end of the movie?
2: Yeah, so Damien Lewis, a.k.a. Jonesy, is about to drop that dog full of worms in the water supply, <laughs> and uh, Thomas Jane kicks the door open and throws dudits at the alien creature. <laughs> and basically, dudits has a look of pure joy on his face as the, uh... The Mr. Gray turns into a giant monster and stabs him through the chest.
1: <laughs> yeah, with like his CG spiky tail.
2: Yeah, and he's like, I done it.
1: <laughs> I done it. And he throws his hand up. But then, like, Tom Jane. Uh, so before this, immediately before this, Tom Sizemore and Morgan Freeman have a fight. <laughs> Morgan Freeman shows up in like a helicopter some like a patchy helicopter and he's fighting and shooting at Tom Sizemore who's on the ground with a machine gun.
0: Doesn't seem like a fair fight. It's not.
1: But yeah, they both die they
0: both kill each other so yeah. that story is. i skipped over that part because it doesn't matter No, it
1: doesn't matter it
2: has nothing to do with the movie it's like you see
1: uh morgan freeman's helicopter kind of go behind these trees and then it just sort of cuts to like some stock explosion footage
2: <laughs> yeah, i think morgan freeman's like oh shit <laughs> yeah. but
1: then tom jane grabs the uh, machine gun from tom sizemore and then he comes in he bursts into the water reservoir <laughs> room and i think the, one of the shit weasels like attacks him and he <laughs> shoots it yeah and it's like you know they're trying to make it look like oh he's never fired a machine gun before and his arms are just flailing everywhere and he's firing all over the place it's great and then it kind of like uh ends up with its mouth stuck on the gun barrel and then he blows it up
0: also he has the classic scene with damien lewis where he's like prove that it's you tell me something that i you know only we would know or something and he's like, and he's same like shit, oh, that's how same, we grew up in Derry with a clown. Same shit, different day. Oh, God. Okay. SSDD.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> they, they all keep writing SSDD and saying that to one another throughout the movie. And you're just like, oh, is this another Stephen King? I think
0: that, like, their psychic bond has, like, doomed them to be linked so they can't that's why they can't grow up because they they, they can't stop spouting these same stupid catchphrases they made up when they were 10
2: <laughs> well that seems like a uh psycho of stephen king himself <laughs> uh, yeah
0: but uh so duditz turns into um an alien and is it ever explained who he is why he's there is he the same alien is he a uh
1: He's. He looks like April, a different species. April, life is filled with
2: mysteries we will never know the answers yeah, to.
0: But he looks like the same species, but like the good version. It's like a different... Yeah, he's
1: smiling.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's,
1: he's, he's a different color, and it looks slightly different. But so how... So in the book, Justin,
2: you said he... I don't remember the book that You said that he's much. not revealed Basically, to be an alien? He's not. And the movie, the way they originally shot it, he was not revealed to be an alien either. Okay. It says here... He then succumbs to leukemia and dies.
0: (laughs) So why did they bring him? Why was he even in it then? Well, he is the one that told them about the water supply thing. Yeah, he knew where they were were going. Well, originally,
2: in the original version, Duditz does kill the alien. What's amazing about this movie is you can feel how frustrated the people making it are. Mm -hmm. Because Duditz defeats the alien and then, like... A little worm is about to hit the water supply, but then Damian Lewis like stomps on, or Thomas Jane does. I don't remember. I think it's Damian Lewis. They look at each other, smile, and then it cuts to credits like right away. No,
1: Tom Jane goes Jonesy, and then Damian Lewis smiles. It's like cut (laughs) to credits. Jonesy ends on a laugh. It's
2: like it's like a kung fu
1: film.
0: It is. It's It's so so great. But I have to mention how it actually doesn't even commit to cutting to credits. At that perfect moment, it does cut to credits, and then over the credits, they show shots of them all at that round table dinner table again, um, having fun. And doesn't it get do, to hang out with well, the boys? Yeah. Some, does like, pan up to the Dreamcatcher?
1: Well, you said it was like a like a Moby techno song or something. It does.
0: No, no, no. It goes back to the the mind warehouse. So there's a shot mm-hmm. of that too. It's like you just ruined your own ending. Well, uh, it's just like a
1: it's like a. Like a music video, yeah, or something like that, because they sample just
0: for like 10 seconds. It's like
1: Jonesy, (laughs) Jonesy, fuckery, fuckaroo, yeah, bucko, bucko. And then you're thinking, oh god, we're watching like techno music video in the end credits, and then nope, they just like then it just stops, and then it's just back to regular credits 30 seconds later,
2: yeah, because the audience, like. Lawrence Kaisen wanted to give them a chance to, like, dry their eyes before <laughs> yeah. the credits actually started and they had to And leave. then it's
0: like, remember the four guys? That's, like, it, it's, it was just bizarre. It's choice. so
1: weird. Everything is just so bizarre in this movie. It's crazy. Uh Um, so
2: not good but that's (laughs) i mean sorry there's no such thing as a bad movie i I mean this is filled with a lot of crazy bullshit
1: at one point in the movie uh tom jane has a psychic link with damien lewis who's sort of trapped in his memory warehouse warehouse and he says pick up the phone pick up the phone and all of a sudden this phone appears and damien lewis calls him and tom jane is in a truck and you hear this ringing and he is holding a gun and he just looks at the gun and then just picks it up and starts talking into the gun. And (laughs) April, you had turned away or you weren't in the room or something and you came back in and you're
0: like, why is he talking into a gun? Yeah, he's just talking into a a gun. It's like, Um, "Eh, whatever. Stream catcher. So that's your favorite part. (laughs) Oxycontin.
2: That's how it it ends. It's like, hey, whatever, man.
0: It's
1: Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. It's It's like Chinatown. Forget it. Well,
0: like as far as (laughs) is this a good movie? uh, No, it's not. But, um, okay, I was going to say it's not boring. It's not, but it is way too long. Um, it, you can f- two hours and but ten minutes. But there's so much. It's, it's true, but you can really feel the length. Oh, I yeah. checked that. The, I, I did the old check, see how much mm-hmm. is left, and it was half an hour. And you know, we're stuck in the military stuff. But um, yeah,
1: it's it's certainly. I wouldn't say it's padded out because it is all just plot 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 more more
0: more this is too much stuff
1: yeah it's just too much stuff it's just uh, a befuddling mess but it's one of those kind of fantastic big budget messes and you're just like wow how did this happen
0: (laughs) there's so many talented people and i mean it's been said before but like uh when you know pitching this movie or producing this movie it was like a Stephen King based story, Lawrence Kasdan directing, you Look know, we got a pretty good cast, like, how can it go wrong? So it's like, I, I, I understand why it was made, but I think that people were putting too much faith in just like, oh, it's a Stephen it's King Stephen movie. King. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, and it needed more editing. It needed uh, maybe a different story. <laughs> a huge rewrite. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm.
2: Like, I guess keep the psychic friends and the aliens in some form, but you got to completely restructure the book because it just does not work as a movie.
1: No, I mean, I'm t- I'm, I like your version of it where they just sort of stay at the cabin. But
0: I don't mm-hmm. want the flashbacks either because it's just too much like uh, it, you know.
2: But then you get to the point where it's like, then why are we adapting this book? Exactly.
0: <laughs> How about you just write a whole new script at that point? <laughs> we'll call it something else.
2: So this uh, movie is available in every bargain bin everywhere (laughs) because like I've seen it like the snapper case.
1: Bargain and or trash bins.
2: Yeah, trash but like the boxes on the side of the row where people are getting rid of their movies. Yeah. You will always see Dreamcatcher
0: also- there. <laughs> yeah, it's available. If you're
1: doing like renovations in your house and you're like knocking down walls and stuff, you're gonna come across a copy of Dreamcatcher. Like a
2: skeleton with Dreamcatcher in his hands.
0: <laughs> you can definitely rent it on iTunes. Um but uh like uh if you're curious, this is what my recommendation often is, is it's like if you want to see it, then you can see it. It's, it's would fascinating I, I wouldn't say like, you know, everybody shouldn't see this, but um, you got to know what you're in for before you start watching it. Oh, for sure. It's just like baffling how, how strange it is. And in they its throw choices. a lot at
1: you really fast. Yeah. Like they are throwing a lot of weird stuff really quickly. Um, so you have to be prepared um but do you think this movie you know how they're you know remaking pet cemetery stephen king you know after it came out <laughs> it's with gonna such be a, a remake hit. of
2: Dreamcatcher.
0: i think do if they think did
1: inevitably they're gonna like redo no Dreamcatcher? there's no way if
0: they did they would do like a tv series on netflix <laughs> that's what i think. why nobody wants that or no, just I know, forget that it but... even existed well um this needs
1: to be nine hours justin where's my bag of bones remake <laughs> was it actually made into something
2: yeah it's a tv movie. you haven't seen the amazing scene of pierce brosnan like touching a tree and you're like oh and he starts vomiting
0: <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking I posted about posted it in,
2: like 30 times online oh my god they're... search bag of bones vomit it'll come up it is like one of the greatest clips <laughs> I of all like, time
1: i feel like there's more stephen king adaptations that i'm unaware of
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Eighty
1: seven
2: percent of them are we're directed made. by McGarris.
0: McGarris, yeah. What did McGarris do Thinner?
2: No, that was Tom Holland, the director oh, right. of Langoliers. Um
0: I wanted to mention Thinner because um that is a, an example of a Stephen King movie that is all of these things that we are saying, but it's done right. It's 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 almost tongue in cheek. Like it has it has a campiness to it's it. It's not a good movie. It's funny. It's really funny. Yeah, it's bad. And there is some really, really silly dialogue and scenes and, you know, um, choices, but it's actually a lot of fun.
2: Do you want to hear a funny story about Thinner? Is that the novel that Stephen King wrote, his goal was to write a Donald E. Westlake novel. <laughs> uh, right. Colin, Colin may, Colin may know this, the guy who did the Parker series. That's right.
1: And, uh, and so he, Sahara was one of his uh, movies.
2: Uh, no, that's another guy. I don't remember what his name that is. Donald but, Westlake? Um, he, Like he wanted to just write a crime novel, he's like, I can't help myself. There's got to be like a voodoo curse in it as
1: well. Oh my god!
0: Well, you mean so it was originally just a guy who accidentally runs someone over and then doesn't get charged for it.
2: I don't remember. It was like a detective. (laughs) It was like he wanted to do something completely different and he couldn't, but he was able to do that later with his Mister Mercedes series, which he's been doing for a while now. Which
1: yeah, I've never even heard about. Well, like Sahara, I just checked, is written by Clive Cussler. Um, what the book? Yeah, the book. Oh,
2: why did I think Donald E.
1: Westlake? I I had a Donald Westlake uh, book when I was a kid. It was called High Adventure. Hmm. And I only bought it because I was a huge Indiana Jones fan. And I went to this convenience store, and they'd obviously (laughs) made the cover up to look like an Indiana Jones novel. And I begged my grandma, like, please lend me like $5. I have to buy this book. And I was expecting it to be like, you know, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And it was just terrible like sleazy trashy novel and it was just like i felt very oh yeah
2: actually on goodreads they actually have the indiana jones style cover it's like him holding a machete yep. and there's like a pyramid thing in front of him the sun is setting yeah and it
1: was embossed as well and all the colors were uh, metallic so it yeah, had this like sunset those embossed covers rock oh, man. it was so alluring and then it's like i'm reading it and it's like some trashy sex novel like oh god
0: <laughs> what is this well, maybe we'll get to thinner on a, um, maybe a Patreon episode or something mm-hmm. someday because, uh, it's, uh,
2: I've never seen it. Oh,
0: it's really oh, it's funny. Hilarious. It's on, well, it was on Amazon prime last time I checked, but Amazon prime keeps taking movies off. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's annoying. I mean, Who's yeah, the star? It was
1: Robert Burke. I think he played Robocop in Robocop three. Yeah.
0: I think that's his name. Mm. Robert Burke.
2: It was supposed to be directed by Sam Raimi.
0: Was it really? Yep. Oh
1: my
2: god. I can I'm going to have a new Sam Raimi fact that calling to be shocked at. Every, every episode, episode. <laughs> this
0: is great. But yeah, you should really see it cuz Joe Montana is really funny in it too. <laughs> um, anyway, uh Speaking of Patreon, if you uh, want to donate to the podcast, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. And uh, at the $2 level, we'll have a draw every so often for you to pick a movie for the episode. And at the $5 level, you get a little mini episode every two weeks. Uh, next mini episode is, uh, how about I just say it's a Blumhouse movie.
1: <laughs> that could be one just of 9,000 yeah, Just movies. say what, what it is. It's Fantasy Island. <laughs> <You> guys, fun- <laughs> we, we all watch Fantasy Wait, Island.
0: Fantasy Island. <laughs> uh,
1: even- you uh, i won't give away the name but if you, if you enjoy blumhouse movies then your fantasy will be fulfilled
0: did fantasy island come out in the theaters
1: <laughs>
2: yes it did yeah. but it came out right as the
1: pandemic was yeah ended. i think mm-hmm. i
0: remember that. that's what they'll blame it on yeah that one they're really pushing it on itunes like the unrated mm. version <laughs> <It's> like what, <laughs> what would be unrated in a movie <laughs> Yeah, really. They added like a, a little more violence, I guess. Anyway, check out the Patreon if you uh, want to listen to that. That'll be out next week. And uh, you can email the podcast at uh, no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. Tweet at us at no such thing pod. And my Twitter and letterbox is uh, at April Mansky.
2: You can follow me on Twitter, uh, DeClu, J, Decloux J, D E C L O U X, and the letter J. I'm also on Letterboxd, just Justin DeClue. Or you can listen to me every week on the Important Cinema Club, which is another podcast I do where we talk about serious movies. Uh, not really. Next week, we're doing Nicolas Cage. So Ooh. check it out.
1: What are you trying to say? Dreamcatcher wasn't serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What are you trying Lawrence to say? Kasdan, Wait. Grand Canyon himself. He made the big chill, man. Yeah, Silverado. Silverado. Water. Oh, I loved that movie when I was a kid. It's great. Great soundtrack. Where can people find you, Colin? Oh, on Twitter, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And uh, also on Letterboxd, it's the same, Sergeant Zima. Uh, you, you, I think I reviewed Paddington too.
2: <laughs> great <laughs> yeah, movie. That's what you sold last week? This, uh, this was, was it really? This week as well.
1: Uh, I think I've reviewed Bloodsport since then. Mm, Classic. Yeah,
2: I saw that April liked it.
1: Yeah, classic.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we were talking about Bloodsport in the last episode. I I actually loved it. It's so cheesy. Um, yeah, I I like like you know martial art tournament stuff, and we were like totally in on it. What was the name of the bad guy? Chong Li. Chong Li. Yeah, he was scary. Bolo yeah. Young. Yeah, uh, yeah. So check check out Bloodsport if you want to. Um, <laughs> I still gotta see more John Claude. If Van you
1: want to see Rubies, j- so. JCVD's ass, <laughs> like ten times. Yeah. Yes, please.
0: Um, So that's it for this week Um, One thing I didn't like about Dreamcatcher It's set in the winter and it was cold (laughs) The whole time And I'm cold now because it's cold in Canada Right now in Toronto It was a little chilly last night Um, So I hope uh, good weather comes soon But uh, if you can uh, try and remain indoors And uh, we'll see you next week I'm April Atmanski
1: I'm Justin DeBlue, And I'm Colin Cunningham
0: And remember there's no such thing as bad movie Jonesy <laughs> oh, Jesus.